This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Williamson on a Tuesday in uh, well late November, and uh, we need more cowbell in that song, Matt. Gotta have more cowbell. <laughs> Never a bad idea. Never a bad idea. Uh, Mike Tomlin holding his press conference today uh, in the aftermath of uh, Sunday's loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the injury news to come out of uh, Tomlin's press conference not that bad. Uh, in fact, he said that all three guys who uh, who left the game on Sunday with uh, injuries that would be Miles Boykin, uh, Jalen Warren. And Mason Cole, all of, he feels pretty optimistic that all three will play or at least have a chance to play on Monday night against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that's fantastic. I really didn't expect that. I mean, Cole has been battling a, a foot and whatnot, you know, most of the year, all the year. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's been gutting through it. And I thought, ah, oh, that might be the end of him. And he's been a quality player for this team. Uh, Warren's a great player backup change of pace third down different style than Harris and you know more so even than that I'm not be trying to kill Benny Snell it's just such a drop off when Harris does need a break to bring Snell in it just doesn't change the move the needle nearly enough and so yeah I think they're in good shape that is promising promising news yeah absolutely uh of course Tomlin also saying that um you know their run defense in this game, he expected uh, expects it to be uh, uh, something that's going to need to hold up uh, quite well against the uh, the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, made note that in the past two games, Jonathan Taylor's gotten 22 carries in each one of those games. And while you may you may look at that and say, "Well, it's, uh, yeah, okay," um, prior to in the five games prior to Frank Reich being fired, um, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor was averaging 15 carries a game. Yeah, the usage has been a little strange with him. I'm sure fantasy owners remember at the beginning of the season, hey, I took this guy first overall. What, what's in, going in on? In week Why one, he had 31 he, for yeah. 161 and a touchdown uh, against the uh, the Houston Texans. As we have since learned, everybody runs like that against the Houston Texans. Uh, but then after that, it was 9 for 54, 21 for 71, mm-hmm. 20 for 42, 10 for 58, 16 for 76. Uh, you know, not exactly what you'd expect. And in the last two games, it's been 22 for 147 against the uh, the Raiders and then 22 for 84 last week against the Eagles. Yeah, and as you can imagine, I've been playing with my stat pack. And, you know, <laughs> as I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I'm a little under the weather here and it's been a strange week. We got Thanksgiving, but that's not going to derail me from learning everything I can about the Colts. And some of the rushing stuff's pretty interesting in this game. And you mentioned, you know, his production, Taylor, who's a phenomenal football player. But he, he does average 86.6 yards per game rushing the ball for the, for the ground, on the ground. I mean, so that's not exactly a down year. But, but the he's best only been, could still he's only be been over come. that number twice this year. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's kind, um, of, it's kind of skewed a little bit by those two big games. Yeah, absolutely true. So... As a team, the Colts are averaging 4.1 yards per rush. That's only 25th. 
But over their last three games, they're averaging 4.9 per rush, which isn't necessarily a Saturday thing. They ran the ball well before that, too. Right. But meanwhile, you're talking about the Steelers' run defense. Right now, only the Niners and Colts are better on a per-carry basis. The Steelers only allow 3.9. And over the Steelers' last three games, they only allow 3.4. So it's kind of the uh, immovable object and whatever that saying is. Yeah, in their last two games, they've allowed 91 rushing yards, and it's like 2.9 yards a carry or something like that. Uh, yeah. That's the first. That's the lowest two-game total that they've given up since 2010. Wow, I didn't realize that. Impressive. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, if you look at Taylor's season, he's averaging four point six a carry. So it's been the other backs that kind of, and, and you know, some of the other stuff that they've done that's brought that total down. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with him. It's no, been not it's at been all. it's been their offensive line. It's been some of the game planning. I think that's why Frank Reich may not be there anymore. <laughs> it's that hey, we've got this guy. Let's use him. Yeah, he probably. You think he's the best back in the league? He's certainly in the conversation. Certainly in the conversation. I mean, ball carrier, I might put Chubb ahead of him, but I think Taylor brings more in the passing game. If you factor in age and all those things, you know, what back do you want right now to build your team around? I think it's this guy. I mean, he has it all. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he was coming back. He had that high ankle sprain, or ankle sprain, I should say. It wasn't a high ankle sprain, but he missed a couple of games Mm -hmm. with that. Came back, then missed another game. So, you know, he's been a little in and out of the lineup, so I get some of the usage, but uh, he's a, he's he's going to be a problem for the Steelers. They're going to have to uh, – I mean, they talk about shutting down the run every week. It's yeah. It's really – they have to do it this week. And, and then the thing about it is Matt Ryan's not going to beat you with his legs. No, not at all. So it's, mean, all, it's all about shutting guy. down Taylor. 100%. And their line's starting to play a little bit better. Bernard Raymond, the, the left tackle, has been in and out of the lineup. They've been searching. He's starting to put it together a little bit, but still, it's not really a strength. Um, they they kind of know what they're going to do. You know, Ryan's going to throw short. He's going to get out of his hands quick. He's, he's hopefully not going to make a lot of mistakes, and they're going to hand the ball off a lot and play good defense. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, changing gears here a little bit, uh, the uh, 28 semifinalists for the uh, induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame were announced today. Heinz Ward uh, made the cut, okay. and James Harrison made the cut. Really? Good. So I, if, I didn't even see that. Yeah, looking here at the list, it's uh, Eric Allen, Jared Allen, okay. Willie Anderson. Obviously, these are in alphabetical order. Rondé Barber, mm-hmm. Anquan Bolden, Henry Ellard, Jari Evans, London Fletcher, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, Robert Mathis, Darrell Rivas, Steve Smith Sr., Fred Taylor, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Demarcus Ware, Ricky Waters, Reggie Wayne, Vince Wolferk, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson. That's your uh, your grouping there. Uh, of course, uh, Nick Shook. Uh, who writes for NFL.com, went ahead and ranked the semifinalists 1 through 28. Now, or Adam Rank, mm, okay. Adam Rank did this. I'm sorry, Adam Rank. And as we know, Adam Rank, a huge Chicago Bears apologist. <laughs> and so who does he have ranked number one among his semifinalists? Who would you think? Hester. Devin Hester. Hester. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. No, I mean, come on. Not, not ahead it, of some of these guys that are on this list. That's ridiculous. As you were... 
you know, going through the list, I wrote down the guys that I thought that were really in the mix, you know, the, you know, because the, the first time, first I'd heard the list, to be honest with you. And the two no brainers to me are Revis and Joe Thomas. I mean, I think that's their first time up. I mean, there's some other ones on this to list. To me, I think, Patrick that are Willis worried. should be a no brainer. And Patrick Willis, I know, hasn't made the, he didn't even make the cut to the semifinals a couple of times. I know. I 100% agree. But uh, I mean, of the new guys, Revis and Thomas to me are the easiest and would, would certainly rank ahead of Hester on the list. See, I don't know if Thomas gets in the fir- on the first ballot because there's some other offensive linemen on, on you know who are who are available like Willie Anderson and things like that that sometimes mm-hmm. you know you they, because there's no stats there for those guys it makes it a little difficult. Uh, looking here, he at, also doesn't have many wins. Yeah, that's the other party. I mean, how many bad teams did you play on? Uh, looking mm-hmm. here, how Adam Rank has them ranked on NFL.com. He is London Fletcher at 28. I've, okay. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. He made four, four, four yeah, Pro Bowls. And, and, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, second team All Pro twice. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't move the needle for me. Mm-hmm. Is Ricky Waters at 27? Wow. I, he almost made my list of guys that I would strongly consider. I was like, uh, no. He has Heinz Ward at 26, the lowest of any of the wide receivers on there. And he says, you know, he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a six-time thousand-yard receiver, punishing blocker, uh, great career, should be celebrated in the Pittsburgh community. But we have to make some tough decisions, and I have other receivers higher than Heinz Ward. We'll get to this here in a second, but uh, mm-hmm. so he has Fred Taylor at twenty fifth. Taylor versus Waters is a conversation for me. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both tremendous, and we've seen a couple backs get in lately that I think are of the same ilk of those guys. Yeah, Taylor had uh, Taylor's the more he had more rushing yards in his career, eleven thousand five hundred mm-hmm. rushing yards, uh, and seven eleven hundred yard seasons. It's pretty solid. Really solid. Yeah. I mean, he was a great player. Waters was a great receiver, too. At 24, he has Anquan Bolden. Now, Bolden versus Ward to me Bo- is tough. That's that's really uh, – I, I don't understand how you split the hairs there between the two of them um, because they're almost the same player. I'd say similar styles of play as Yeah, well. if you're going to say you – know, not- uh, you know, he, he talks about Bolden, so physical, so tough. You tell me Heinz Ward wasn't? <laughs> right, right. I mean, he has, he has only one guy in between them, though. I mean, true, true. I mean, so I'm I I think they're about the same, and I don't think either Bolden or Ward is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I mean, it's a tough position to get in that too. At 23, he has Rondé Barber. I think he's a Hall of very good. Yeah, yeah. 22, Henry Ellard. Now, yeah. I can't put Henry Ellard above Ward or Bolden. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't write his name down, and as you were mentioning him, I just breezed over. I'm like, no chance, no chance. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, a good player, but not a sure an all time great. He'd be one of my first cuts. Yeah, uh, at 21, he is Albert Lewis. One of my first cuts. Yeah. Uh, 20 is Eric Allen. Uh, I'll take him over Lewis, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. At 19, he is Rodney Harrison. Maybe. We've seen a lot of these Dawkins, Atwater, safeties get in lately. Does Harrison have as good a case as them? I, I, I don't have the stats in front of me all that. If we're trying to find but... the dirtiest players in the league, yes. That's yeah, it. right. <laughs> but Super Bowl rings help him a lot, too. I suppose. 
Yeah. At 18, he is Robert Mathis. Really good player. I think Freeney hurts him. Freeney was the better player. Freeney's a better player. Yeah. Freeney's on my list. Mathis isn't. At 17, he has Jari Evans. Really, really good. He was a mauler, a brute. He was a four, I never thought Hall of Fame. Four-time first-team All-Pro. And he has, was he really? And he has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. I mean, those first... I, I you, don't... You get first-team All-Pro, that that moves the needle. That Okay. Four yeah. times he did it. Um, I, I could see him getting some votes. Yeah. I, I didn't feel strong about him when I heard the name the first time. I don't consider him Fanica or Zach no, Martin or Hutchinson, yeah. you know, but he was really good. I'm sure he has a lot of Pro Bowls, too. Yeah. Uh, at 16, he has Vince Wilfork. See, I'm a yes on Wilfork. It's tough, though, because I, he has no stats. I would hate to be his lawyer to try to get him in, though. Yeah, right. I mean, that's yeah. tough. It's tough. Yeah, he's a two, two-time two uh, Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there are any, you know, first team all pros or anything like that there because you just didn't get, you know, there's no sacks. No, there's none right. of the sexy stats available. No. You, you, with Vince Wilfork, you're going to have to argue the overall Patriots defense. And then once you go down that road, how do you keep a guy like Casey Hampton off the list? Right. I mean, I think Wilfork's case is stronger than Casey's, but they're. Back they're, and they're both two-time Super Bowl champions. They're both, mm-hmm. you know, Pro Bowl. They had Pro Bowls in their background. If you look at the defensive, uh, you know, uh, uh, rankings, uh, actually for their respective teams, for their yeah. for their teams, uh, Hampton might actually come out better in that argument. That's quite possible. Um, you know, so it's it's tough. I mean, uh, you know, pure nose tackles have almost no shot, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, but, if if, I mean, if Will Fork does get in. You, I, I think you could start pushing for Hampton to get in them because I, th- I mean, mm-hmm. they're you're splitting hairs again between those two players. You really are. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is Ward versus Bolden. Uh, at 15, he has Willie Anderson. I don't see him as a Hall of Fame tackle, but I know Bengals fans do. Yeah, and he was exceptional, but he also played I never right thought tackle, of him. not left, and that yeah, you know, and it mattered then. It did matter back then. At yeah. 14, he has Darren Woodson. I think that's too high. Yeah. Well, he won three Super Bowls. Yeah, but you know, was it really yeah. him? Uh, 13, he has Reggie Wayne. I think Wayne's very close. 12 is Zach Thomas. He's not for me. I know his stats will be crazy. If you look at the Hall of Fame monitor, he is... Way high on the list on the Hall of Fame monitor. Uh, I remember you saying that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, but he, he had a... five first team All Pro selections. Part yeah. of that's because people. It goes back to who who led the league in tackles. It's such a made up stat. Right, 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 right. It, it shouldn't even be considered. No, or have any you know, bearing the NFL. Office do it, yeah. Have, you know, not an opinion. If it was an Elias stat, I would look at it a little bit differently. But right, it's right. not. It's a stat that's it's done not. by the home team. You know, by whoever, mm-hmm. whatever stadium you happen to be in that day. Is you know, you play eighty of your games at home, and if your home team cooks the stats a little bit, well, <laughs> happen all the time. Yeah, I mean, guys of his contemporaries 
the Willis's, the Erlackers, the Lewis, I thought all influenced the game more than Thomas did. I can't disagree at all with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, at 11, Jared Allen. See, I think he's going to go, but eventually. I don't feel strong about it. Yeah. At 10 is Andre Johnson. I had Johnson over Wayne. I was torn between him and Holt as the best receiver. At nine, he has Torrey Holt. So he's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bruce got in. I always thought Holt was Holt, a little better than Bruce. Holt and Bruce's stats are almost identical. I know. The, the numbers don't bear that out. Yeah. I just thought Holt was a slightly better player. Uh, at eight is Dwight Freeney. Real quick, do you think it helps Holt that Bruce got in or hurts him? It definitely helps him. You know, I've, again, Holt was on the – and Wayne were both on the uh, the docket when I did the vote back in 2019, and mm-hmm. it was difficult separating Bruce and Holt. I can tell so you now that. now that he's out of the way, yeah. it helps helps him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you Freeney next? Yeah, Freeney versus Allen is a legit conversation. I better. I know. I, I just remember watching them. I think I'd rather try to block Allen. Yeah. He has DeMarcus Ware at seven. You go DeMarcus, oh, I didn't, you go DeMarcus Ware over Freeney and, and uh Allen? I thought Ware should have went last year, yes. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I didn't I didn't hear him when you when you went by. I just wrote yeah. him down. Yeah, I would take him over Freeney. At six, James Harrison. This isn't gonna be popular, but I don't see it. I mean, I know two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time first-time yeah. first-team All-Pro, 2008 Defensive Player of the Year carries a lot of weight. Tons, tons. I mean, you're the best player. You know, by the way, ball. maybe the greatest def- defensive player in Super Bowl history. Sure, the <laughs> that doesn't hurt awesome. either. <laughs> the attitude's awesome and yeah. all that kind of stuff. How long did he play, though? He played. He played a lot longer than you think. He just it was how long did he play? Play. Uh, he started yeah. his career began in 2002 and he played through 2017. He had 15 years in the NFL. Three years, but they were only you know you were looking at maybe a six year window where he was maybe right. the most feared pass rusher in the NFL. And when I say the maybe most, the most feared, the most feared pass player. rusher, he was the most feared pass rusher in the NFL. <laughs> yes, yes. You did not. Yeah. You did not want to run across him. I mean, the reason I asked how long he played was it took him several years to be a prominent member of the defense. I don't know that that was necessarily his fault, though. Had he been some, let's say he's in Cleveland Mm -hmm. from 2002 until Mike Tomlin made him a full-time starter in 2007. So his first five years were spent as a special teams guy. Right. And then they traded Joe, or they they released Joey Porter and put him in the lineup. And the next year, James Harrison's the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And then he goes bonkers. And then he goes nuts. But for, yeah. But the guys he's fighting against are Freeney Allen. I, I hear you. I I hear you. you but I think I mean? if you if you look at that stretch of game, uh, you know that that stretch, um, it's pretty awesome. It, it's it's really awesome. And did any of those yeah. guys win Defensive Player of the Year? No, I don't think they did I don't not. Think so, right. Um, right. you know, so it, it, that's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, it is. You know, I, it, I mean, I like Harrison's chances better than Hines. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Okay. I think that I think that position lends itself. And, and again, you know, the the, the two Super Bowls, the t- 2008 uh, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, played in three Super Bowls. Again, the architect of the greatest 
defensive play in Super Bowl history. People can talk about whatever else they want to talk about. That single play, uh, the determination right, right. to get into the end zone at the end of that, um, you know, and change that game. That's massive, right, right. Change that game. No, it is. Um, You're convincing me a little. I mean, I still think I'd take those other three over. Oh, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I, I, just, I just think James yeah. Harrison has a better argument. You wish he had 100 sacks. That's the thing. And he that probably, like and like, and, and as I said, I, I'm making the argument here that I would make if I were if I were in front of the uh, panel. Um, if he's on the Cleveland Browns, or if he's mm-hmm. with the uh, whatever, pick a team that wasn't the Steelers of that era. He's in every. He's a, he he has 125 sacks in his career, at least. He gets on the field quicker. Yeah, yeah. he gets on the, way quicker. Way uh, quicker. You know. So no, I don't think there's any argument against that. At five. His number one receiver. Now he says as he works with this guy, so this that's all part of this. Steve Smith Senior. Hmm. I can't take I Steve would, Smith Senior over the over Holt, Andre or Johnson, Andre Johnson, or Wayne. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, I mean I think he's above the Ward Bolden level, but I mean he's nasty too, and I, I respect his game a lot. I'd rather cover him than Andre Johnson, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Holt or Wayne or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those guys were just more Agreed. dangerous, yeah. Unless, you know, Steve Smith had a chair. Uh, then he was very dangerous. <laughs> uh, at four, he has Willis. Good. Yeah. Hopefully this helps Willis's case because that's bothered me for a while. Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2007. First team All-Pro five times in eight years. That's awesome, yeah. I mean, again, you're looking very much, and if he makes it in, to me, I look at that and say, well, James Harrison has that same argument. Similar resume. He I mean, just, he just, position, you so can't look at Harrison's back. career and say, well, he played, he played 15 years, but he only had this many sacks. No, you got to shrink it down to that eight, you know, six to seven, eight year window mm-hmm. when he was the dominant player that he, yeah. you know. And yeah, I, you can't do sacks per year. Right. You know, yeah, I think that, you just, that'll make it look terrible. You got to right? make you got to look at Harrison. You know, from from 2007 until like 2012 or 13, he was ridiculously. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. he produced. Uh, yeah, if you're making the argument for Willis or Harrison, you have to take the Terrell Davis, Gail Sayers approach. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Tony yeah. Baselli. Nobody wanted yeah, to play yeah. against these guys when they were you know when they were playing when they were in their prime. They were. They were the best. Yeah. At three is Darrell Rivas. It'd be one for me. Yeah, he's pretty good. And then two, he has Joe Thomas. One, he has Devin Hester. No kidding. Um, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, that, Thomas would be my two. People were automatically, because Cordell Patterson of the Falcons, who the Steelers will see in two weeks, um, set the record with the most kick return touchdowns in NFL history. With yeah, nine. last week. And people as well, he's an automatic Hall of Famer. No, he's not. No, he's not. Just because you uh, set a, a, a league career record doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. No. I mean, he's actually helping his cause lately that yeah. he can play an offensive He can position. do something. In fact, you could make the argument that he is more, he's been the more valuable overall player than Devin Hester was. Devin Hester as a wide Maybe. receiver was, eh. Oh, they tried him at corner. Like when he was coming out of the U, yeah. they didn't know where to put him. I mean, he's only a returner. Only a return guy. Well, he was a good one. Yeah. So was Mel Gray. Oh, sure. You know, you could. You could there's a, right, right. a whole bunch of those guys. Um, so I mean, we've had this argument a million times. I mean, is Hester if if returners go, should Hester be one of the top 
considerations, of course. But should he go over Andre Johnson? Right. You're going to tell me he's more valuable than than Heinz Ward? I'm going to I'm going to say you're you're full right. of it. You know, is he more, right, more right. valuable than London Fletcher, who's 28th on this list? No. Exactly. exactly. No. I mean, no, they play I, every I, down. <laughs> real, real quick, back to Patterson. I mean, he's been waived. I mean, he's been unemployed. He's been on a lot of different teams. Like, yeah. people weren't banging down his door, you know, every step of his career. No, I, yeah, you're, I, I, you're preaching to the choir on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, a bad group, though. No, it's, not, it's better than last year's group. For sure. Yeah, last year's I was not enthralled with. Yeah. You can subscribe now to The Drive. Every episode we do is available for you to download. You can uh, subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. It's Power Ranking Day. We'll be back with that right after this.